I'm just so glad it's skateboarding. It's been the one thing that came to me at the right time. It could have been anything I imagined, but skateboarding was what it was. That's why I love skateboarding today. That's right when I found skateboarding. Like my friend showed me it and I was like latched onto it because it was the only thing at that time that was really fun and like my skate and I fell in love with it, you know. What's up, Goonan? What's going on? Welcome to the newly revamped video podcast. It's beautiful. <laughs> we have tons of questions from people online today, so we will be answering and right. shooting the shit about that. But first, I will pay some bills. Uh, uh, pay this some pro- bills. Yep, this podcast is brought to you by Narragansett oh. Beer. Choo-choo-choo! Shout out. Hi, neighbor. Um, check out NarragansettBeer.com. We did a collab board with them, uh, Crush It Like Quint Deck, which sure. I do not have in, I have it somewhere around here, but. You can insert the image into the video. Yeah. If you really wanted to. If I wanted to. But check out NarragansettBeer.com and on the site, you can go to their store and we have a, we actually have two collab decks with them. Crush It Like Quint Deck and we have the Beer Shark one. Remember the Beer Shark? And the lovely lady. Oh, three. Goonan's right. Yes, we have three. Yeah. You have to be over 21, though, to go to their site, in case you're wondering. Do you? Yep. And uh, also, I just wanted to shout out uh, Gansett because they do an awesome market every year. They do it twice a year, actually. It's called the Made on Honor Market, and they in- always invite us, and it's sick because they get Yelp to bring tra- traffic to the brewery or wherever they host it, and we all just set up our tables and all the vendors, and everyone's a little different. And uh, help get some sales for all I need, which is epic. So, yeah, check out NarragansettBeer.com. All right. Bills are paid. And if you cop one of the Crush Like Quint decks, that helps pay the bills. So, All right. You ready to get into it? Let's do it. All right. It's been a while. It has, right? Yeah. Many months. We almost did it the other weekend, but I didn't have the... Connector all figured out. Yeah, technical trouble. We, I figured it out, though. Okay. Here we go. Start at the beginning. Addison11Hickey says, You ever skate with Jim Greco back in the day, or did he leave the East Coast too soon? You want to take that one? You ever skate with Greco? Never. Really? In you fact, don't... I didn't know he was from the East Coast. Really? I Connecticut? Think that's what I would guess. Or Jersey. One or the other, right? Yeah, I didn't know that. I've never skated with Greco. That's, I wish. Yeah, that's like a life dream. Especially back in the day, Greco. Yeah. It's probably wild. When he was in his heyday? Yeah. Yeah. No, I never skated with Greco, man. Is he from Connecticut? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Let's look it up. Let's see. He's got to have a wiki page, right? I hope so, yeah. Let's see. Wiki.org. You can't always trust Wikipedia. It's not always the most reliable. I guess, yeah. Am I on the wrong one, or is this a porn site? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> he was born December 25th, 1977. Christmas, baby. What? Oh, is that Christmas? It is. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Wait, so we're 2020, right? Yeah. Minus 1977. He's 43. Dude, that's crazy. Makes sense, though. Um, Let's see. Does it have where he's from? Early life. 
I like that we're going down to Jim Greco. Oh, current, uh, West Haven, Connecticut. Nailed it. <laughs> he is of Italian descent with oh, yeah. roots in Naples. No, nah, never skated Greco, but uh, legend. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Can you think of a part? What's oh, his legendary geez. part? All of them? I mean, Baker 3 stands out to me, but before that, what, uh, Zero, right? Part in Misled Youth? Misled Youth, yeah, it actually has it right here. Back misled three, Youth. Bricktown. Yep. Damn, so gnarly. Yeah. Asian Goddess, what video is that? Greco has appeared in such videos as Zero's Misled Youth, Asian Goddess. That might not be a skate video. <laughs> what could it be, bro? Greco's <laughs> got a side job, bro. He's a little out there. He is a little out there, right? Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Baker Bootleg. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Yep. I was talking to some kid the other day, and he didn't even know what I was talking and about. And then Baker 2G. Yep. Baker 2G, Baker 3, and Baker has a Death Wish in the Death, Death Wish, Wish video. video. Yeah. Wow. How do you feel about uh, his new stuff? Did you watch any of the new edits? Yeah, I liked them. It's sick, right? I think he skated to like Nick Cave in one of them. It's a wicked good song. But they're Which... like the stuff that's not like a full skate park. You're talking about skate park. It's like uh, yeah, he it's was like, like skating through yeah, yeah through L.A. down yeah. the sidewalk and stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Me too. Yeah. Why you back it? Because it was different. It was like I love. First of all, I love when, like, he's 43 and he's still, like, motivated to put out parts and he, you can't keep doing what you did when you were 20. So yeah. you got to, like, adapt and to try to put out something original now with all the content yeah. is super difficult. So when I, when you see it, I don't know, it stands out to me. And he did a great job. Yeah. Because he sick. seems like he's always been that dude who has, like, a big persona and has, like, an image and how he wants to portray himself and, like... Yeah. Not that it's not, like, in an authentic way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's an artist, I think they call them. Artists. Artists. Is that what it is? I think nice. so. <laughs> He's a character. Yeah. All right. Yeah, never skated with him. I've definitely seen him around when I was out in California, though. Really? And was like, that's Greco. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. I bet he's intimidating. I wouldn't, like, I'd maybe do the nod or something, but... <laughs> not come up and just grab his nuts? <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Jim? <laughs> you know who's intimidating? And they're both... I think... I wonder how tall Jim Greco is. Anybody out there? I bet know? he's little. Check he's his wiki. Be. I'm looking. At, I don't... Does it have like uh, ass size? Like dimensions? <laughs> his waist. Yeah, like two testicles. And seam. <laughs> they don't have... I bet that. he's 5'7". Yeah. You know who's intimidating too is uh, Jeff Raleigh. Oh, I bet. He's like five fucking five. Isn't he's a he? wee little lad. Yeah. I don't know what that accent was, but he's a wee <laughs> little lad, bro. <laughs> he's he's like English, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. But he's intimidating because you just know all the slams he can take, so he could probably yeah. kick your ass. You ever see that video of him like, I think he was drunk, he was at a Sodi party, and he was like, tried to fight Phelps? No. Oh, man. Sounds yeah, awesome. a funny video on YouTube. Like, <laughs> what would you even put in? Uh, Jeff Raleigh fights Phelps? I guess, yeah. Interesting. Should I try? Yeah. We're here. That's awesome. I think I remember hearing about that. They, they just like pushed and shoved maybe or like 
It never was an actual fight, but Rowley was just wasted. I think Phelps was wasted. It was just one of those Phelps things. Phelps would have got his ass kicked. Yeah, out. you look at Rowley, and he's just like, he's got that blank stare. I think I found it. So we got Ardo. We got Phelps holding Ardo back. There's Thebo in the mix with the camera. They're at some sort of premiere. What's going to happen right here? Oh, you see? Oh, it must be a flip thing, right? Yeah, but no, it's Chris Cole there. All right. Jeff, I see Jeff Rawley. He looks like he's getting kind of annoyed. He's, like, talking to uh, Chris Cole all aggressive. And Phelps is, like, just yelling. Oh, he's yelling, fuck you. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Jeff Rawley just, like, shoved Phelps into the white backdrop, knocked his glasses off. He's just yelling, fuck you. Oh, he's being ruthless. Yeah. I love Jeff Rowley. <laughs> he he's like punk rock. Kind yeah, of yeah. Right? Growing up, it was like him, like Reynolds, I guess, and uh, Jamie Thomas were like the three. Yeah. They were like the best dudes, Yeah, you know, when I started. And yeah, they were just like punk rock and like fucking drinking and... Living it. Yeah, the whole... <laughs> No underwear on, like, for sure. Yeah. Free balling, no. skating big rails. Yep. <laughs> Slamming, just like, yeah, metal in the videos. For sure, Phelps was probably, like, stoked on Jeff Raleigh more after that, right? Probably, Because yeah. he's like, yeah, fuck you, fuck yeah. you, just screaming at him. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I missed that somewhere. Jeff Raleigh punks the Felper on YouTube. Yep. I'll, uh, I'll keep that window open and put that link in the description so you guys can watch it after. <laughs> that way you can see the chaos. That was pretty mild, though, to be honest. Yeah, not not a big deal, but it was like worth a, looking at. Yeah. All right, next, let's move back to some questions. So, yeah, we covered the Greco one. I've seen him around, for sure, and he's like a celebrity. Um, Cody Burchells, sorry if I butcher your last name, he says, will you be pushing to reopen a public park in Plainville now that you're a resident there? Um, reopen? Yeah, I didn't even know there was a park in this vicinity ever. Me either. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, we need more parks for sure. Like, another park would be epic. I don't know if I'm going to go, like, pushing for it, but it's a sick idea. I'm not mad at the idea. Yeah. There's enough skaters here, really. All right, that one's done. All right, here we go. Dan Bryant asks, if you could get a time get in a time machine and pop back to a skate shop back when you started skating, what board would you grab? You want to take that one first? So you're going back in time yeah. to when you first started, going to a skate shop, what would be the board you'd grab off the wall? It was a board that I had, actually. I would just want it again. Yeah. It was a <clears throat> Reynolds Birdhouse board. It was yellow. It had a bloody razor blade on it. Yep. It said, Welcome to Hell. It said, Welcome to Hell on it? Yeah, I think so. Or like, I'm pretty sure it did say, Welcome to Hell. It was a birdhouse board, though? Yep. Hmm. Yeah, it was... I remember I the razor blade, though. Yeah, it was, uh, you had to really look to see the welcome to hell. It wasn't like the oh, letter. Okay, it okay. was kind of just like, it almost looked like it was etched into the razor blade or something. Yeah. I just remember because my dad wanted to like, he was like kind of pissed about it. Oh, and reason. that's what you wanted it for? <laughs> that was part of it. No, but it was just sick, dude. Like the yellow, 
It was all yellow and the silver blade and then just like a little bit of red blood here and there. I'm going to give it a look. Dude, What's I've it? looked. I can't find it. On there? I can't find What'd it. You, Andrew Reynolds. Razor blade board? I guess. Razor yeah. blade board? No, there's no way it's coming up. Oh, Birdhouse. Yeah, because he's been at it for a while, right? Birdhouse. No, nah, there's going to be no way, bro. Someone's got that board. Nah. Sounds sick, though. It was the best. Mine would be Maple Hotbox board. Ah. Do you remember that one? Let me see. Maple... It was just a blank fire, deck. a flaming box or something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's nothing fancy about it. Oh, I have another one. What's that? You remember Prime? Yep. Frog in a Blender. Dude, such a sick boy. Yeah. Did they do a series with that? Yeah, I think so. They always did series. I feel like. Yeah, there's a bunch of like fucked up ones like that. Frog in a Blender is a good one too. <laughs> so funny the stuff you're into when you're a kid. Yeah. Like, yeah, just yeah. a bloody razor blade is so fucking cool. <laughs> a frog in a blender. As an adult, you can't even come up with that concept because it seems I stupid. I know, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, mine was just a box. It was literally a blank deck, and in the middle of the blank deck was just a square box, and in it had flames. That's sick. And it was like, dude, yeah, I get that. Oh, box. That was probably an adult joke that I didn't get at the time either. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Um, Mark Anthony Gordon says, how can Three we... Three first names. Yeah. How can we get more South African skaters overseas to network and compete? A lot of our best skaters don't have the funds to get overseas. Our exchange rate is terrible, so it's really tough to survive out there. How can the guys find a way? Are there cur- Are there clubs or organizations that could join or any sponsor who are helping out in Africa? You want to take <laughs> this one? I mean, that's so far beyond anything I know about. The only thing I would say is that the internet is sort of not leveled the playing field, but like if you're ripping, it doesn't matter where you are; it's, it'll find its way. Yeah, to somebody who wants to send you something or maybe bring you over on a trip. I would think. Yeah, uh, I don't have anything for this yeah, one either. Really. I, uh, the, honestly, the only thing I could really say is like, do it yourself. And but you said you don't have any money or anything. But like, I don't know what your economy's like there or how life is. But like, if you're just struggling to get through day to day, skateboarding it might be a tough choice at the time. But like, yeah. I would say just make sure you got boards. Try to find more people that love skating. You guys work together, rally together. Maybe use your phones. Yeah, and, uh, if you have ac- yeah, yeah. If you yeah. have access to the internet, that's that's another thing. That's yeah. your he biggest. He does because he's on Facebook. Yeah. So true. if you're on Facebook, start posting clips. Find other people that skate around you. You guys sk- yeah, start, start a, a group. Crew. Start yeah. a Facebook group or something. Yeah. Strengthen numbers, my friend. Like, find as many skateboarders as you can out there, and you guys build something special. If there's nothing out there, you could you have opportunity to make it. If there's no money, like, find a job. If there's no jobs, then that. You might have to just leave the whole country, but yeah, right. I need more details. But I like the the idea of the internet. Good idea. You could definitely get your skating out there, or at least showcase what you guys are doing. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> All right, next one. Matthew J. Landon says top three Boston skaters of the nineties. Of the nineties. I got two. That three, three that came to mind already. 
I mean, I started skating in like 1999, so... You missed it. I sort of missed it, I guess. But... What are some older Boston heads that you can think of? I don't know if he's from... Where's Charlie Wilkins from? He was going to be in one of my threes. I'm pretty sure he's from Boston, Boston area. Yeah. Charlie Wilkins, for sure. Kickflip Indy grabs the fakie. Yeah, I don't really have any... Jerry Fowler. Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. Jerry Fowler's a ripper. Um, who was my other one? Jamal Williams. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know if he's from Boston, but he spent time in Boston. Yeah. Back when I rode for Phantom Trucks. Oh, man. Don't laugh too hard. No, I'm not. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. You can laugh a little. No, no. I'm... It was. They were hilarious. Were they? They had like on the hanger. Something... They had some little like metal shield that had like a ghost on it. Yeah. Things would just fall off the instant you did a grind. Right. Yeah, they were hilarious. <laughs> but we did like a tour, and uh, Jamal was on the trip, and he was like the king of Boston, dude. Everywhere we went, he knew someone. We'd be going really? to skate spots, and he'd be the dude, like, yelling up to some window, and some chicks up there, like, Jamal! Like, we know That's each other. Sick. And then he would disappear, and he'd meet us in the other parts of the city. Wow. Yeah, he was, like, the mayor, dude. That's sick. That's um, cool. 90s. That's 90s, right? 80s, 90s. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, like, PJ would have been skating back then, too, so, like, the whole Coliseum. Yeah, it's like late 90s. Yeah. Because you're I mean, that, his age, right? How old are you? I'm 30. So I'm um, seven years older than you? Don't do that. <laughs> Don't lose that face, bro. <laughs> I feel like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> Come skate. Um, no, I just mean like they that video didn't come out in the 90s, but they would have been like... Skating in the 90s. Yeah, and ripping yeah. around Boston Jeremy, back Ryan, then. Ryan, Gallant. Yeah. Alexis. Yeah. Last night, I'm kind of weird. I feel uncomfortable to admit this. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> Out with it. Last night, I was watching uh, X Games by choice. Oh, I almost watched it, too. Oh. Yeah, I saw it. I, I did. A new one? I don't know. I was just on YouTube lurking old ones. Oh. <laughs> I even watched the women's divisions, dude. I think it was, like the winter one was live oh, snowboarding okay. or something. Yeah, like. no. I was watching like the skating ones. Oh. So crazy to see. Because I always make fun of this shit, so I was like, I gotta at least like watch it so I can make fun of it correctly. How was it? Um, it's like a Who sport. was announcing it's it? It's like a sport. Oh, one of them had that dude um, from uh, Skateline, S- Gary. Really? Gary Rogers. Oh, it was new? It yeah, was a newer it must one? have been a newer Current. one. Him so and some to... other dudes. So they had him, because he's kind of like saying wild stuff, so they had like the other dude, which... I'm not sure who it was because they never showed the announcers. Oh, yeah. But you had like the dude saying all the technical tricks, and then you had Gary just being like, "Yo," you know, yeah, yeah. which was a good balance. But you could tell they're all like, "Is he gonna say something that yeah, he should right. say right yeah. now?" <laughs> I was kind of hoping for him to drop the n bomb or something on the next <laughs> games, but he didn't. He didn't do it <laughs> just to like spice things up because yeah. it's like so organized. Uh oh, we're all right. We're all right. The we'll mic's cut that out. I'm gonna fix the mic. Oh boy. Um, it was, I watched the girls one too. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, she in it? Alexis? She was there, but I didn't see her skate. Oh. Maybe she was injured or something. Hmm. There was a lot of little girls, like 10 to 12 year old, like Asian girls. There was really? like four of them. And oh, they could shit. all skate so good. Like Smith grind the big rail, crook the big rail, like wow. hit tranny tricks, backlip down stuff, on stuff. 
nose, a lot of nose slides went down in the girls' division. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of 50-50s. Yeah. It had a little slowness to it. But I was – overall, it wasn't a bad watch. Sick. The girls' division. I was like, this is pretty good. There's some rippers, and they're only going to get better, you know? Yeah, there's going to be so many more too. Yeah. Like, and then the the men's – yeah, there's def, there already is. Yeah. yeah. And then the men's division it was like – all the usual suspects, and that dude Yuto, the Asian guy um, yeah. who destroys, came down to him and Nija, mm-hmm. and Yuto had the high score, and Nija had one chance to beat him, and he failed. Really? Choo-choo-choo. Yeah, he actually lost. Wow. And, um, yeah, it was fine. I just watched it for some reason. I've, I, yeah, I watch Like, if I come across it, if it's live, I'll watch it, because I, like, I like watching skating. Yeah. And I like, dude, I... I go and look at everyone talks shit on Nyjah and it's it's easy to but like he is so goddamn good. It's insane. Dude, like you're a fan of skateboarding. I am. And this is maybe a like a not even a cool thing to say, but like it's not. Dude, you have to appreciate how talented that guy is. Uh, don't tell me what I have to do. You have to. You can talk shit on the way he dresses. On his personality. Don't tell me what I have to do. If you just watch his skating, man, it's no, I can't take anything away. Fucking bananas. He's amazing at skateboarding. Yeah, it's and that's it, like, just not the only thing that matters. But I get it's it. not. Yeah, and, and I don't like he's not my favorite skater because he he has one piece of the puzzle that yeah. like and it's just his tricks, how talented he is. You yeah, know? he's very talented. If you just watch it for that, it's like it blows your mind. Yeah, man. I watch those parts. Yeah. Yeah. I just am like hesitant because I had Dooley on a while ago on the podcast, and he was just like, "No, he's just the greatest skateboarder, dr- drunk and t- trying to tell me." And I'm like, "Dude, if you're judging it off of tricks, then you can have your opinion, but I don't think I think skating is more than just tricks. So he's not the greatest skater. He yeah, just could just, not live with that. He's got that thing. That, like, there's a few people that have it. Like Grant Taylor has it. Ishad has it. I think there's so many people that have it. There's nowadays. a lot, but I now mean, it is. There's a certain way, like. When you just watch them riding around and the way they do tricks, dude, it looks like they're on just this other level yeah. that they figured out. You know, and it's so fun to watch. Well, that's your opinion. That's my opinion. I can't watch Nigel really. It's hard to watch, especially with the shorts and like he yeah, just you looks gotta, like a basketball, football you player. You just got to watch him from his socks down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I can't either. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's move on. <laughs> the best example would be like a Westgate because he's like otherworldly but like yeah. something about he the way he dresses yeah, the way he approaches yeah. things. It doesn't seem like all commercialized or like some big monster logo. Yeah. It's just like raw skating for whatever reason. But I get it. I'm not trying to take anything away. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting... Uh, I didn't expect you to say that, bro. Uh, All right, you ready? You ready to go in? Let's go. All right. Nolan Skate says, worst regret. Worst regret. Just in general. Oh, my God. (laughs) I haven't even thought about it. I'll start thinking about it now. Yeah, I mean, I would love to say that, you know, I was like, I don't regret anything. Yeah. You know, but like, dude, I regret so much shit that I did. (laughs) But like, not, not... Anything that I would actually say here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. (laughs) There's some shit I've done that nobody knows about. (laughs) So. They're in there. You have a bag? (laughs) Yeah. Something that I regret that I would actually say out loud. Mine would be waiting. Waiting to do things. Doubting myself at times. Like, just like having insecurities and worries and like. Yeah, but you can't regret being insecure. Like, it's not a decision you made. 
Sort of. Sometimes. For me, it it's was. Sometimes it is, I guess, yeah. Sometimes. For me, that would be my regret, is just waiting to do things because I just, like, um, couldn't get past my own issues. So I put things off. That's a regret. Because yeah. if I could do it again, I would just say, no, sack up. Be a man. Stop being a bitch. Figure it out. You know? Yeah. Like, be better. Figure it out. I'm still trying to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Regret is wasting time on my own, like, insecurities. Yeah, I like that answer, actually. It's a group one? Yeah. It's a group answer? Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> Sick. I don't want to get into specifics. I got one for you, but I ain't going to say it. <laughs> I was even thinking of that one. There's oh, so I got one. I got one okay. that I'll say. All right. And it's super childish and embarrassing, but uh, okay. I once... And this is I take, think I know where this is going. Do you? Maybe. This is taking the podcast into a dirty area. I think I know where you're going. All right. I once felt a chick up with poison ivy. I knew it. <laughs> I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> I regret doing that. And I knew it. I didn't know it, but I like – I do get poison ivy easy. And I was out fishing early that day. And it definitely was around poison ivy. <laughs> and this I happened just, in New like, Hampshire? Yeah. Yeah, of course it did. And I fooled around with her. Wait, and... felt up or? Back in the day when you used to finger bang chicks. Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. Yeah. yeah. So it was, I was inside her with poison ivy on my oh fingers. My God. Yeah. That's a uh, good answer. Thanks. Yeah. That's uh, a... Feels good to get it off my chest. Yeah. <laughs> to say it out loud. <laughs> to everybody. Hi, everyone. <laughs> but let's keep this in mind. It was a regret. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not doing that nowadays. It was New Hampshire. I grew up in trailer parks. Yeah. There's no adults around to tell you otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. The next day she woke up and was like, I'm itchy. And I was like, I got to go. And you're like, I know. Yeah, I got to go. <laughs> and I was itchy as well. So, you yeah. know. She was probably freaking out. Probably didn't know. I didn't talk to her much about it. I just left. You didn't tell her? No, just left. Because it was like one of those things where it was like, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to admit it. That's <laughs> why <laughs> so it's a regret. That's <laughs> uh, so funny. I God. Sorry to, to share all that. but um, Man. <clears throat> yeah. So. Now that's out there. How you doing? How you doing, bub? Moving forward. You got, you got nothing? You got nothing? You're going to leave me out there by myself? Okay. I can't top that. Okay. <laughs> I am no man. 619 writes, what's your favorite thing about skateboarding when you're younger and what is it now? And it's your turn. Okay. Because God damn it. <laughs> um, when I was younger, it was all like – there was all this – new stuff to learn and do like the first kickflip I ever did I remember the first time I ever got into a lip slide hell yeah which was like anyone could get into a board slide you know what I mean get your front wheels over but to get your back wheels over that was like a major hurdle the sack factor involved, yeah though. so all that stuff like those all those milestones there were so many milestones you could hit yeah when you first started whereas now like now my favorite part of it is just like cruising and like doing 50 50s hell yeah yeah you know, i back it ollieing into him or just riding into him on tranny i'd say that's that's the difference that's a good one what's your favorite thing about skateboarding when you're younger so yours was all the tricks and learning them hitting the things yeah for me was 
Definitely that. Like learning tricks. Definitely. Hitting those milestones, like yeah. that kickflip, like you're saying. Dropping in. Yep, those are big. Um, and nowadays, yeah, I agree with you. I'm going to steal your answer. Now it's just like go, getting able, getting free to go skate and not have to do anything if I don't right. want to. Just doing it however you want. Yeah, like the escape side of it yeah. now is so much more uh, valuable. Yeah, like prevalent. Yeah. Agreed. <clears throat> Although when I was younger, the escape side helped me too. On top of learning the tricks and stuff, it was just like getting yeah, away true. from family shit and going out into the streets, you know? Yeah. And now it's like getting away from like just structure and responsibility and just going and rolling onto a grind like you're saying. Right. Being a fucking kid again. Yep. Not having to think about it, but just do it. Back it. We got hey, shout out to all the people out there that sent questions. You guys sent some epic questions. We got a shit ton of them as well. Moving on, moving on, my friend. Andrew Sopditch. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I have to ask Andrew. Andrew is the man. Shout out, Andrew. Um, what year did Gunan start skating? And what's your favorite warm-up trick? You said 90... 99. Nice. I started. And favorite warm-up trick? A pivot. On a quarter pipe? Yeah. Pivot just... Like a kick turn pivot or like pivot fakie? No, like a backside 5-0 stall. Yeah. And then back in. Yeah. Yeah. Legit. That's a good one. That's fun. You definitely are old now. Definitely old. <laughs> I've just been skating in Plymouth Park so much and you can just like you just ride around and just stall and grind and stall and grind like yeah. for like... I'll go in the morning. No one's there. So I can just do that for like 15 straight minutes before I even ollie. That's amazing. It's so fun, dude. Yeah. That's what I like when I catch the edge is empty. Do that forever. And like six months ago, that answer would have been different probably. Yeah. You know? Mine's kickflip. Because if I can do a good kickflip, then I'm like, maybe I can do more. (laughs) (laughs) If I can't, it's like, just sit the fuck down, bro. Yeah. You're a bum today. Solid question. What about on oh so on train? What about on flat ground? Warm up trick. Yeah, kickflip. How about on a rail? Round bar. Back fifty. Yeah, I like that. Hell yeah. Back fifty brothers. Yeah. That's us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Next. Schmikey Schmurda. He asks. When you're going for a new trick, is there anything specific you do to make to make you commit to it? Hmm. So let's say you're filming a trick. It depends. Like if it's a trick you're afraid of, like if it's scary, then I basically have to ride up and not do it until I fucking hate myself. <laughs> and then I'll get myself <laughs> to try it. Because I know if I don't, then my whole day is going to be ruined. Yeah. You know? I get that. But if it's a trick that's just, like, difficult and not scary necessarily, then it's just preparing mentally to, like, lose your mind for two hours, you know? Yeah. Like I Or the possibility of losing your mind for two hours. Like, I'm just going to try this for a really long time and lose my mind. Yeah. Yeah, well said. And then there's the ones that are difficult and scary. 
And that's just a whole other The unicorn beast. ones. Yeah, some sort of like <laughs> combination of those. Yeah. For me, all right, so when you're going for a new trick, is there anything specific you do to make you commit? Um, I just try to pretend like I know what I'm doing. Like yeah, if it's you something just fucking, new, you just like go for it. Sometimes, sometimes for sure. That's what you do. Thank you. You, just, you fucking sometimes <laughs> do it or fucking slam. Yeah. <laughs> I just pretend I'm like, all right, you've worked your way up to this. Now it's just time to like pretend like you know what you're doing and just like give it an honest try. Yeah. I say honest try. Yeah. Especially if it's something new that I'm nervous about. It's like give it an honest try. I actually have. Like, you were talking about losing your mind, and you like to do manual tricks, so that's, like, I avoid manual tricks because they're not – I like scary tricks for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> manual tricks are, like, you have to lose your mind. They're not scary, but you have to, like, line everything up, and it's just, like, tedious at times. I do like manual tricks, but filming, not really. Do you know what I, the thing about manual tricks is? It's, like, this is the way I think of them. Is like, usually you're riding around on four wheels. Yes. Right? You do a flip trick, starting on four wheels, landing on four wheels. Like, all you have to do is just land on two. That's true. And ride on two for a while. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah, easier said than done. Yes, though. but if you like, if you think about it like that, yeah. it seems so much more reasonable. Like, no, I can do this. Like, yeah. I just have to ride on two wheels for a little bit instead of four. Um, it sound, I'm going to try that. You know? Yeah, that sounds amazing. Hope that works. It doesn't. Some psychological doesn't work, tricks with good. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, Indian Bree says, "What are your thoughts on how Edge is getting more popularity by pro scooters, skate, and BMX riders?" You're uh, there more than me. I just we have one indoor park. All right, last podcast I already talked about this. We have one indoor park. In Massachusetts that I know of? Unless there's one out west. Maybe. I thought Rad was like the last one and that one went under. Yeah. There's only one park, man. So like whether you're pro or not, if people are supporting the indoor park and it's getting more popular and people are stoked on rolling around and getting their heart going and donating or uh, and contributing and supporting the indoor place that we need in the winter, I back it. Yeah. Fully, you know, indoor skate parks somewhere. Uh, indoor skate parks are so valuable, especially when you live on the East Coast and you have all winter and all you want to do is skate after work. Yep. And you're like, I need to do something. So just keep those things going. And I don't care if you're pro or not, but just help support the park in some way. If your notoriety helps support the park, I'm fine with it. Yeah. And I'm really speaking about skateboarding yeah, more than anything. Yeah, right. I don't know. Are, are there pro scooters, people, scooterers? <sighs> God, who knows? Don't get me started, boys. <laughs> okay, moving on. What's your favorite Texas spot, not including skate parks? You ever been in Texas? Never. Austin, uh, though. Yeah. No. <laughs> I've been to Austin. Oh. It's sick. There's a lot of sick places in Texas. Good spots. Um, I went a long time ago on a world industries trip. And for the life of me, I'm not going to remember all the places we went. But um, I skated with that dude. Um, what was his name? Uh, Kashad? Is it Kashad? He's a big – he's rips, dude. I got to look his know. name up after. 
But I went to Texas and it was sick. We skated all over. I went to Austin. Um, Tucson's really sick. Suskies from there. Isn't that um, in Arizona? Yeah. What did I say? Tucson. Texas. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like the South kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. I went through Texas twice on a world trip. I'm just gonna look it up because uh, I guarantee I can uh, figure out where we went because it's been like over a decade ago. I always wanted to go to Texas. I remember the everything's bigger there. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. World Industries, Texas. Here we go. Here we go. Is this doing anything? No, nothing so far. Nothing so far. Dang. I know. It, it took me there. I got to close out Jeff Raleigh fighting Phelps, dude. World Industries, Texas. Trip, maybe? We definitely did a trip there. Yeah, trip in, no, it's South America. I missed out on that trip. That sucked. Long road. Oh, yeah, we did a tour, long, hard summer tour. But that wasn't, that was Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to Do you remember it. a trick that you got there? Oh, here we go. Here we, Calm down, Guna. I think I found it, bro. <laughs> I do remember tricks. San Marcos, Texas. Signing in demo for San Marcos. Let's see. Maybe it'll uh, show us. Oh, yeah, there it is. We went on I Want You to Witness World Domination Tour. We went to Denton, Texas, Dallas, Texas, San Marcos, um, Lafayette. Oh, that was Louisiana. Houston. We went to Houston, too. And we went to Good Times. Texas Skate, Rhythm Skate Shop, Vertical Limit, and Johnny Romano Memorial Skate Jam in Houston, Texas. Damn, sick. And we skated street, too, and I skated with, like, um, a bunch of rippers from Texas. It was me, Dustin Blavelt, Cody Davis, and Mike Franklin. Damn, that was, like, a lifetime ago. I didn't even remember that I went there. I barely remembered it. What's a street trick you did there? Um, I hard flipped off this loading dock. It was one of those loading docks where at the end it has like one of those um, lift gates where you could use a controller and it goes and lifts up. Yeah. And there was also a bar. So you could make the gap with the bar as high as you wanted oh, okay. or as low as you wanted. Yeah. So it was a flat gap with the bar and the lift and you just do it off that. I had tr I had photos in Trans World, a sequence doing a hard flip over this like blue bar gap. Sick. Yeah, I was pretty stoked on it. Um, Josh Richardson. Mine's not really a question. What about pushing for another indoor park but in Rhode Island? Sick. More indoor parks, the better. Yeah. That's how I feel. If some skateboarder out there wants to put up the money and take on the responsibility and organize an indoor park, you are a saint. Go for it. That would be awesome. Someone says there might be something in the works in New Bedford. This is new, though. They used to have a park in New Bedford, an indoor one. It never, like, launched, but yeah. they had the whole thing built. We, I think we, I went there and skated. I never, I never went there. Yeah, I went in there and skated. Skate um, factory? Yeah, yeah, but I don't think they ever officially opened up yeah. and had, like, a full thing, you know? Um, what do you think of small wheel trend of the 90s? This dude personally hated it. It's Jason. Um, what do you think of that? I don't. 
<laughs> really? What size wheel do you ride? 52, 53 maybe. I'm a 52 right now. I used yeah. to be 51 till I die. <laughs> but now I'm 52 for some reason. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Was it a trend? Yeah, dude, definitely like a little before our time. Like they had like football-shaped decks with like little, yeah, little yeah. urethane wheels. I like, don't know. In my head, I always just assumed like that's just what they had. I didn't think of it as a trend. Oh, true. I don't know. You know? Yeah, maybe. I don't even think about that. Maybe but, it's all uh, they were stuck with. I don't know. <laughs> Take this shit, kids. Um, yeah, he writes, personally, I absolutely absolutely hated it, but I'm sure it probably helped with skating, getting more technical, all the impossibles and such. Yeah, maybe, because it's lighter. You can flick it more. I get I mean, people do impossibles now with big wheels. That's true. That's fucking true, bro. All right, moving on. Bob Costa, craziest trick you've done or you've seen done? Hmm. Take take your time. I'll, I'll think about one too. Yeah. Craziest trick I've done. Craziest one I've done, and I'll I'll admit this was uh, the tail slide I did for my Ender in State of Mind, the New York video. Ooh. Tail slide in a ditch in Australia. That was just crazy to me because like it was like I felt like I was getting shot out of a car going down that bank. Yeah, and man. yeah, and like the fall was just like <laughs> you just it's the roughest bank ever, and it was just like. I don't. I like kind of blacked out when I rode out from that thing because yeah. I was kind of. I was really scared. Not that it was like. I mean, it's pretty gnarly, but for me, I was just like personally really scared to tail slide so off the you, end. We've. I think we've talked about this. You've. You've had that where like you're riding away from a trick and you're like, I guess I did it. Oh yeah, dude. I know. Yeah. It happened. It's happened to me like probably a dozen times. Yeah, that's where you're nice. riding away and you're just like, which wow. one, which one? Can you think of one? Uh. On a front side flip over this double set in Plymouth. Uh, How about that ollie over the... Yep. The one over the wooden rail? Because yep. you were battling that. that and then one. all of a sudden it was like, victory! Man, some manual tricks. Wow, where, blacking out on manual yeah. tricks, huh? <laughs> yeah. I can imagine, dude. But I've tried talking about that to people before, and like you're the only one who's been like, yeah, that's happened to me too. Oh, dude, definitely. There's been several tricks. Kickflip crook in like San Jose. I did it on like the square 10, 10 stair rail when I was with the deluxe dudes. And like I was just battling it because I was making it harder than it should have been. Yeah. And then there was just like I like got dehydrated because I forgot water. And I'm just like, I'm not going to land this. I'm like, fuck it, one more. Yeah. Ding, And I'm riding away and there's flashes. It's at night. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what the? I'm riding away. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's crazy, dude. And I think it comes to the point where you're just like physically exhausted and you're just like gave up all hope. Yeah. And then your body just shuts down, but you've done you know, it. No, I feel so like your times. brain shuts down and you're like, yeah. what it feels like is your body goes like, fuck off. Like, we got this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just for a second, long enough to where like you're not going to bail it, you know? Yeah. And then you're riding where your brain clicks back on. You're like, what? I oh. did it. And it's like all that heaviness in your mind and all how tired you are is gone once you ride away. Yeah. Like, and then five minutes later, your adrenaline's gone and you're like, oh, dead. bring yeah. me to the hospital. I'm pissing cranberry color. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that tail slide, I definitely blacked out on though. Cause like yeah. I was battling it and I was too scared. My like body wouldn't let me commit to it. And then finally, yeah, my brain shut off, yeah. and my body was, like, in repetitive mode. Right. Like, and we that, know how to do a tail slide. Just yeah. Do a tail slide. And my brain just shut off, and it felt like it just went black, and I blinked. And then next thing I know, I was at the bottom of the bank, and it was, like, the wind. And I was, like, boom, and I hit it. And I was, like, oh, <laughs> wobble, but I'm still going. And then I was yeah. up the other wall of the ditch, and I'm, like, 
<laughs> yeah, you looked like you blacked out on that one too. Like you could see the moment where you realized, like, holy shit, I just did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had a bunch of those. That's the best. Yeah, and then there was that twenty stair in Worcester. I feebled it. Oh yeah. I think a lot. Fifty did or something yeah. recently or not that long ago. That one I feebled and I just remember the one I landed because I was having a hard time getting to the bottom because it was so damn long trying to hold a feeble. For me, it was super long. And then there's one where I was like my brain shut off and I just went blank and then I was riding away. I was yeah, like, man. Hell yeah. It's always when I'm physically exhausted and at the end of the barrel though. Yeah. It's never like – it doesn't happen like third you ha- Yeah, you have to get to that point where like – your yeah. brain just can't go through the, that trauma anymore or something. <laughs> You're just self-inflicted trauma. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about craziest one you've seen done? That's a solid yeah. question. I used Bob to, Costa, shout out, my G. I used to have a, an answer for this because I, I would think about that. And it was either you or it was either you or Westgate. I don't remember. Something one of you two did, though. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. Cheers, mate. Yeah. Your ollie over the rail in Providence might be one of the gnarliest things I've seen. Just because I can't ollie like that. The one over the straight over the whole rail. And you did it twice. That was ridiculous. The courthouse rail. Yeah, but that's just one of those things like... For me. For me. Not for you. Yeah, For me. Like watching that, you just ollie over the whole fucking handrail. And I don't have your pop, your belly button pop. The height. <laughs> so like, for me, I was like, that's fucking insane. And then definitely stuff Westgate's done. Yeah. It's been like... a tons of stuff Westgate does where I'm just like how? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I'm trying to think. I wish I was there for Timmy's kickflip crook on Hollywood 16. Ugh. That would have been like... I was just thinking about that the other day. Yeah. I think about that like probably once a week. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I would have loved to just see how he bailed. That's what I think of. There's no footage or anything of him bailing so I'm just like... Well, I get, I get bailing it because you can flick and you can put your foot on the rail but when you commit yeah. That's what's fucking Yeah, nuts. but the thing is, it's 16 stairs. I know, so that still... first bail is like, you're missing it. You're going to fall in the like last six stairs. Like, what did he jump out to the bottom six stairs before he got on? Like, how do you do it? Because you have to know. get on so I think early. you put your foot on the rail, even on a bail. So then yeah. you can, like, yeah, yeah, propel down to the bottom. That's what must have happened. Yeah. That's what I imagine. I asked him before, and he, I don't think he gave me a definitive answer, except, yeah, I bailed. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, that one's insane. And, dude, I've heard people online be like, Dustin Dolan did it. I'm like, dude. He did it on the 12th. I know. It's so infuriating. Yeah. I'm like, dude, how are you going to diminish this? Oh, my God. Like, people pay attention, so you asshole. <laughs> dude, just did the 16. And you're like, Ugh. Someone else recently was like, yeah, Mil- Milton Martinez, kick yeah. up in the car. He's like, there, someone was like, uh, they were like, who did it? Dolan tried it. Dustin Dolan, yeah. He's like – someone online was like, Dolan already did that. <laughs> like you're such an asshole, dude. It's pay just attention. Dumb. It's just dumb. Yeah, yeah pay attention, bro. Yeah. Dude landed the kickflip into this car wash bank. After breaking his foot trying to ollie into it. Gnarly. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Or Interesting. something. He broke something trying to ollie into it and then went back and landed kickflip. I watched the clip again the other day and I was like, it, the way it's filmed, it's in tight. And he flicks and catches it, and then they pull out, and it's just like he's in the air for so long. Yeah. And it's the smoothest ride away. It's that thing up. is fucked, man. Crazy. Um, Kevin Kimok, K-I-M-O-C-K, 
You gave me my first real skateboard ever, Anthony, when you skated for Fibro back in the day. This was about 18-plus years ago. You drove through my town in Glen Gardner, New Jersey. I think you were going to a skate demo at Small Empire Skate Park, I think, and stopped and skated at the parking lot where we were skating. We had rails and kicker ramp and shit. Everything I've been through, I want you to know that skating saved my life, and I want to thank you again and remind you that every time I step on a skateboard, I think of you and my brother who taught me. Once again, thanks for my first real board ever. Damn, that's sick. Heavy. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. I'm glad that skating has helped you, man. Same here. Real, recognize real. And that's, I wish I could say I remembered this, <clears throat> but I don't. But uh, I'm glad that I wasn't an asshole. <laughs> you know? Because there's so many times. We talked about regrets earlier. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't have poison ivy on me when I gave <laughs> you the board. <laughs> Who knows? Who knew? Who knows who I was then? <laughs> Apparently, I wasn't that bad. <laughs> um, Scott Listenfelt, what slash who got you started in skateboarding? Um, there was no who. The what was uh, me and my brother found one in my grandfather's garage. Nice. That was it. Was Grandpa skating? No, my, I think my dad was, or one of my uncles. Really? Yeah. What was the board? It was a Nash. Uh, I think it was a Nash. Did it get the job done? I mean, it just it just got us riding around. Yeah. It was like the fish shape or whatever. Mm-hmm. They had like the weird tail guard on it always. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the big tails. Yeah. It was fish shape. No nose. You can't nollie. Or Trucks anything. didn't turn at all. They just, you're just trying to tic-tac around this driveway. And it's probably soft material always. Yeah. Garbage. Well, that's good. At least you got it. At least it got you going. Yeah. Um, who, what was the question again? Who or what got you into skating? Who or what got you started in skateboarding? For me, it was a who. Hoo-hoo, hoo-hoo. Choo-choo. Choo-choo, It was Dale Raymond. Dale Raymond from Raymond, New Hampshire. He could kickflip and maybe tray flip and he pushed Mongo. And he showed me skating and got me my first board. He bullied his friend in to give me a board. (laughs) His friend had two. Nick Gonis. Shout out, Nick. And he was just like... He's like, dude, this kid needs a board. Give me your extra board. And Nick was like, no. And Dale's like bullied him. Like legit. This is a long time ago, and he's not bullying anyone nowadays, so don't get all (laughs) triggered out there. But back then, bullying was fine, okay? And he bullied the shit out of him and got me my first board. It was an SMA, which was Santa Monica Airlines, Mm -hmm. which was like not even in business when he he had it. It was like an old setup. And he just made him give it to me, and I was very happy. I was very happy about that. Nick wasn't, but sorry for you, Nick. I'm still friends with Nick and Dale, so we've worked through our issues. <laughs> and then what got me into skating? Dale's Mongo push. Dale's Mongo push got me into skating. Does he still push Mongo? No. That's good. It didn't get me into skating either. It just made me try to learn how to push Mongo. Because he was so much better than me. I was like, it's got to be because he pushes that way. He was faster. Because a lot of our skating then was skating about a half an hour from Dale's house to the Getty gas station where we had a piece of wood propped up. And you're grinding the shit. And it's abandoned. No one's going to bother us. And we can play shitty music, cassette tapes and stuff, you (laughs) know? And just like skate a gas station Uh, for hours. The best, dude. Hurt your ankle a bunch. Shin yourself. 
bloody, go get some shitty food at the gas station that's actually a open. blue drink. Yeah, ghetto <laughs> gallons. They used to yeah. be 99 cents. They're yeah. like fifty now probably. And they're, the acid reflux from that. Oh oh. And I would finish them like warm, bitter Just end. chugging them, yeah. yeah. Nutty bars, fudge rounds. Oh, sure. Yeah, little Debbie's. Choco Taco. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, those sessions are got me into skating for sure. Um, so he would just, oh yeah. So he would just be pushing. We'd have to skate a half an hour there and he'd be so far ahead of me and I'm just struggling to find my balance. And I'm like, it's gotta be because he's pushing Mongo. So I tried for like two weeks to push Mongo and I sucked at it. So I quit it. I was like, fuck that shit. Um, Ryan Taff, what's the best way for artists to present work to a brand and what is not a good way to do it? You got opinions? Um, I have opinions, but I mean, I don't. We'll take them. Run a brand or make art. So, what's your what's your opinions? I mean, I would say to introduce yourself in person is always a solid move. You know, I agree. Like if you if you skate and you know you're at the skate park or someone wanted to do it to you, yeah, say to yeah, introduce yourself in person and just. Be normal and cool and not, like, don't harass people on the internet about it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. How do you feel about DMs? Uh, not knowing them and just DMing someone? Per, yeah, again, like, I don't own a brand and it depends on the art, who it is, you know, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. But, I mean, I imagine you get, do you get people DMing you, like, random kids? like All the time. Yeah. So I get like, a little bit of everything. If you If you introduce yourself in person, you're in a position to, like, do so. That would be yeah. more. That would be better, I think. You know, like I'm an actual person with social skills, and I can get you know, a have a conversation. With, yeah, because yeah. uh, or online, there's such a disconnect. You don't know. Like I get people hit me up all day long. I can't tell what's serious or not. Yeah, you don't know. You know. Right. Um. Yeah, I agree. Meet someone in person. I'd say also put your work out there. Curate it. Put it somewhere. Show people it through that. That way, if you do reach out to someone at a brand, you can send them the website or send them proof that you're good. Because yeah. you know what? They don't know. No one knows. You know, there's a million people reaching out, and a lot of them aren't even that good, and they think they deserve the whole world. You know, and they're just blowing up your messages or your email. They somehow get it, and they're just like, they're not that good, and they want you. They're like, they want you to take them really serious, and you're like, well, you got to keep going, bro. Like, keep getting better, and like, keep working. But if you are really fascinated by art and it's really a goal like keep going until you can tell like get some traction build your own thing get a website going like keep going and then you can you'll see yourself progress and you can keep going until you're like till it's evident that you know what you're doing and that it's like really good yeah and people might approach you at that point yeah exactly there's a lot of work to be done before you go reaching other people but if you if yeah you like do, just because you can get in touch with people now yeah doesn't mean you should exactly you know yeah still yeah develop and and all that create your own thing that yeah. way you have evidence so you have fill up your social media accounts with all your art and work on projects and do it just because you love doing it and then Eventually, you'll have an overwhelming amount of proof and hard work that you can share to someone, a brand, and that's going to give you your best shot. Because yeah. if someone reaches out to me, 
especially if I met them first, like you said. And then they followed up, and they sent me websites of all the stuff they've created and worked yeah. on, and they have a trail of just hard work over time. And it, the art's awesome and makes sense and is a good fit. Might happen, you know, right. compared to just like, hey, check out my art. Hey, and sorry. Here's a photo I took on my phone of a sketch that I drew on a napkin. Right. Because I get that a lot too where I'm like – especially like with World, people send art all the time, and it's just like some dude who's clearly on drugs – Who's super excited on art, but has doesn't know how to do it as a profession, and he's just doodling and like there's no structure, and it's like you can't even use the art, and they're not professional enough to communicate with, and why would you want to work with them? Because they, they still haven't responded to my DM, by the way. I'm sorry about that, <laughs> <laughs> but just keep working, find a place to put all your work, reach out to other artists. That's what I would say. And don't get offended if they don't – if a brand doesn't hit you back because they're probably getting bombarded with artwork and people wanting them to work with them, especially if they're a, a good brand. They're going to have a lot of interest and people wanting to work with them. So like if they don't hit you back, man, just keep going. Keep making more art. Keep creating shit. Keep getting better and better and better and then just try to find ways to link up and connect. I would just, say too like if you can get an email – Address as opposed to a DM, that's probably like that's more a little professional. more professional. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of it is like there are super talented people, but they don't they don't have like the professional etiquette where you're like, yeah, I right. need you to hit a deadline. I need you to have a finished product. I don't need to be like you, you know like there's so much work to be done for yeah. a company to be like. That's why like if you look at someone's like LinkedIn profile where they're like, here, here's all the work I've done. You know, like here's everything. Right, yeah, I'm yeah. a professional. Like. Here's the proof. I've been doing it for 10 years, and this is the opportunities I've had, and here's where I'm going with it. Like have a vision. Plot it out. Put it online somewhere so you could send that so someone could look at it and see what – instead of just having to take your word, you know? Yeah. If you're serious about it, there's no reason to – like it's too easy to present yourself in a like professional manner now with yeah. all that stuff. Too many like, outlets, yeah. If you're not doing that and you're just DMing someone, it could just be like on a whim and why should you be taken seriously? It's so lazy. Yeah. And the social media ma manager that runs the Same accounts. thing with sponsorship and all that shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, stop DMing no, people. keep going with that. It is the same. It's like, dude, yeah, it's the same thing. stop DMing people. It's too fucking easy. Yeah. Why, why would anybody care that you took, like, you can just do it. It's, yeah. it's so fucking easy. It, you're not going to stand out. You're probably not even going to be seen. Yeah. And you're annoying. Most likely you're annoying whoever's reading that message. And there's a disconnect because usually the person running the social media isn't always the person that owns the brand. And they're just yeah. going to look at the message and be like, "I'm. this is not my job. Right. You know, like it gets lost in the DMs. It's yeah. gone, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's insane nowadays, man. Same with skating, man. Like, same thing. Fill up a fucking Instagram. Fill up a YouTube. Create something. Yeah. Do some stuff. Like, do the work that needs to be done, and then p opportunity will come to you. That's People how literally send you shit like, I can do back 180s, like, 50-50 grinds on quarter pipes. Like, like that's their resume or something. Yeah. It's like, dude. I've seen it all, Goonin. Yeah, it's fucking Good, bad, insane. and ugly. I, like, how did we... Granted, we didn't have the opportunity to do that. Yeah. So that is, I just answered my own question because if we had that when I was a kid, I probably would have done the same shit. It would have been like, Goon is such an asshole. But All at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, like, you know now that that's not, that there's like other ways to do it and better ways to do it. Depending yeah. on your age, 
for sure. Certain age, it's like, dude, just fucking little kids are gonna do it regardless because they're little yeah, kids. They true. get excited, they see a kickflip, they like Wet Willie, they're gonna send you every fucking thing they can, you know. True. And it's so hard when you manage any sort of social media because you have to gauge each cir- serp- uh, circumstance as its own thing. Sometimes yeah. it's a grown dude who's out of their mind and just like telling you a list of tricks and asking you a sponsor, and then other times it's just a little kid and you don't want to shatter their dreams, you know. Just right, like. Yeah tough situation man but i would say build your own things fill up your own social media just like do it for the love and then it'll be overwhelming and people will come to you right you know yeah because if you need something from a brand more than they need something from you you're supposed to be working together it's got to be mutual so you got to build yourself up so you're valuable to someone that's like hey this dude's like been skating for a decade and he does this and that, and people know him, and he has some notoriety, and, like, he shreds, and then the brand might be interested because there's a community behind him or, like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not just, like, it's there's it's a working relationship, you know, to some degree. And it can't hurt to just, like, do that anyways. Build up your own shit. Do your own thing. Like, it's fun. It's awesome. That's the work that needs to be done. Seamus Jennings, 06, writes, What is the best skate park in Maine, in your opinion? I've been to one park in Maine, I think. In York. York, Maine? It was not good. Nah, so that's not it. (laughs) (laughs) Not the one in York. (laughs) There's a Portland, Maine park that I really like. We hit that twice on the way to Robstock. I haven't been there. It's pretty fun. I think there's. It's like newish. Oh no, I know what you're talking about. It's got like a weird five star rail. Yep. Yeah. And it's got like um, a bowl. And I know some a A-frame certain douchebag who lives up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> There's Lewiston Park too. That's pretty sick. It's big concrete one. We hit that on like our first time going to Robstock. Kevin was killing it. It was a little too gnarly for my liking. It was a lot of big tranny, but yeah. it was still a sick park. But I'd say Portland, Maine, so far is my favorite one. He should. He who wrote that? Uh, he should tell Seamus us. Is he Jennings. from there? Yeah, Seamus Jennings. What does he think? Yeah, he also writes. What's your favorite skate park in California? Huh. It's all over the map, boys. Yeah. California. Um. Petrero. Yeah, that's a sick one. Good yeah. answer, Gunnar. Yeah. Did you go to it? Yeah. Yeah. Once. Sick. Yeah, that one's sick. Yeah. I don't really have a favorite skate park in California. So there's that. (laughs) Uh, Michelle Mazzoni says, Why do you all-knowingly break your damn boards? They cost me a lot of money on this lifetime. (laughs) We touched on it before. You lose your mind out there. Yeah. Yeah. When you're out there, just like you're beyond reason at that point. Because like like, you can't get – I've done it. When I usually do it is because I know if I don't do that, I'm not going to stop, and I'm literally going to have a mental breakdown. Yeah. Like, I'm going to – I'm just going to lose it. I start crying or, it's like – It's embarrassing. Act – yeah. Yeah, it's way cooler just it's to like, stop it just, and put yeah. yourself in timeout. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Instead it is, like, dude. You're cry. putting yourself in timeout. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having a tantrum. And yeah. it's like breaking the board is like, all right, now I can't get, I can't. Your parents aren't there to like <laughs> to break like their board you. for you, <laughs> put you in time. Papa Goon is so not to... like, you know what? Yeah. Go to your room. Yeah. 
It is. It's a bad tantrum because you've been trying and you're just not getting your way. I want the golden goose now, daddy. Yeah. I want this backside <laughs> flip now. It's yeah. like, no, you're not getting it. Break your board, sit down, shut the fuck up. Yep. Do you ever do the one where you break it, <laughs> then you break the nose, and you break the tail, and you break the wheel wells? Yep. Yeah. It's gratifying. So good. Yeah. That's Kevin's mom. I'm pretty sure I just asked that question. KK's oh, mom. Shit. Choo, choo, choo. Shout out. I thank you. I personally thank you for buying those boards and spending all that money on Kevin because skateboarding has definitely helped Kevin. And Kevin is an interesting, one-of-a-kind human who destroys it on a board. He's been so fun to watch. And uh, Agreed. Yeah. And he's pro. So he's put those skateboards to good use and he's earned himself a title. And you don't gotta buy the boards no more. Yeah. Well, you probably. You, I think you bought his first model, so <laughs> they was like supporting him, you know. Mm. <clears throat> but Kevin's got free boards now, so. But I get it, dude. As a as like thinking as a parent, it's probably so infuriating. Yeah. You look at skating, you're like, this is so the shoes too, man. Yeah. I, like, it's expensive. Like... They're like skating your school shoes. Yeah, I mean, never had school shoes. I, I mean, was I did at the beginning of the year, but they lasted like <laughs> three months. And you're like, "Yep." Uh, Will P. I wonder if the let's. I'm gonna check the battery on the GoPro. This is the new setup, so I don't know how long this is gonna last. Should be still going. Oh, we good. We got time. Word. All right, moving forward. Will P sixteen writes, "What made you guys want to get into skateboarding in the industry?" That's a funny question. Yeah, let me take that one. Why don't you take it? You you sit there and think about it for okay. a little bit, bro. Um, what made me want to get into skateboarding was the act of skateboarding because it's fun, right? And you see people do it, turns you on. Turns me on. Yep, <laughs> and then get you revving, get you all wet, <clears throat> and then the industry like poison ivy. The industry, I don't know what the industry is nowadays, but back in the day, I just wanted to get hooked up because I knew I'd be able to skate more. Exactly. If I didn't have to pay for everything all the time, I get, I would have to, I could work less and I could focus on pushing my skateboarding to where I dreamt it could go, you know? Skate new spots. Yeah, travel. Yeah. Like everything that comes with like having the freedom to like indulge in something you love that's artistic and. Like skateboarding, you know? So that's the only reason I ever ever wanted to get sponsored or be involved with the industry was because real life was coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like maybe I can let this fantasy go on a little bit yeah. longer, you know? I feel like more people should have the opportunity I had. I feel really fortunate and like kind of upset that more people can't do it because of life, you know? Like – Skateboarding to me is like something that well, you have a choice. Like you can sacrifice for what you care about. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I just wish it didn't have to be so dire. Like especially from the East Coast, it was like you had to move away from home for a long time. Yeah. Like it was like that was my choice. Like all right, I guess I'm just gonna leave high school, decide to go across the country, try to meet people. Yeah, but if it was easy. I mean, that's why it's special. That's a part of why it's special, you know, because it's yeah. difficult and you have to work for it and all that. Agreed. Like, Agreed. If it was just, that's why it's like, well, not to get into a whole East Coast, West Coast thing. Let's like, do it. I was talking to someone the other day. I was like, we should start that beef again just for <laughs> fun. <laughs> it, it's, because it's harder over here, it's like, it stands out a little bit more. It's like, a, 
I mean, we're biased because we're from here, but like fucking a. Yeah, yeah like, it is, dude. It's harder. We got weather. We got like the mentality to fight against that blue collar menta- mentality of go get a fucking job, kid. Right? Yeah. Like in California, it seems a little more open minded. It's sunny a lot times. Yep. Drugs and surfing. It's all been in culture for a long time out here. We got a lot of hardworking, like what seems like mechanics and plumbers, and their kid yeah. wants to go play with a skateboard. Yep. But it's changing. It's definitely changing. Yeah, I mean, there's more more skate parks here now than there ever has been. It's more open-minded for sure. People are seeing it now. Yeah. It's about to be in the Olympics, too. Yeah. So that's going to do something. It's I only guess. every four years, though. That's my theory about skateboarding. Is it, uh, the Olympics is it's only four years. Every four years. So it's like people are going to just want to skate all four years and, like, more people are into skating because it's fun than it is. A, like you'll you'll have the competitive side, but like yeah, I'm just saying like that whole um, like it being normalized, cemented. I guess yeah. for like you know as before it was like you know it was the big the main sports like football those were like accepted yeah now like once it's in the Olympics it becomes like part of popular culture and yeah, yeah yeah so it's like. Parents might start to see that as like an avenue, just like they did basketball or yeah, it might pop up in schools more. It already is, I think. Yeah, I I see skating like getting bigger and parents coming around to it, but I'm really hoping it's not just because of like some short term thing. Like my kid needs to get into the Olympics, but you never know. Like there's definitely those people, but like skateboarding helps people just with like developmental skills it helps kids it challenges them it helps them learn to balance without holding on to anything and like, it's, a, it's a hard challenge <laughs> a little, <slut. laughs> a little, jab. A little, da- a little dagger in the side <laughs> sorry scoot scoot um yeah i'm always thinking it's because people are seeing the benefits that skating has for like what it's done to people you know like i meet so many healthy happy people that can skate now yeah, and they work jobs, and they just like go and have. There's a community, and people meet up, and they make videos, and you know, it's like there's so many awesome people that skateboard: plumbers, electricians, fucking nine to fivers, box truck driver people, <laughs> people with no jobs yeah. that aren't so awesome, <laughs> <laughs> right? Some bummy yeah, ass people. Skateboarding's so big; it encompasses everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Olympics will, like, definitely put... It's showcased it to the whole world, though. I've noticed that. Like, it helps do that. What are you, drafting? Drafting out there? (laughs) Giraffing. Yeah, are you drafting over there, bro? Long neck. The word industry makes me want to get... Throw up a a little bit in my mouth. Yeah, it does. I feel like we are the industry. Like, skaters should be the industry. The industry should be, like, skateboarders, like, building their own shit, doing their own thing... Like, because skateboarders can showcase it better than anyone else, you know? Like, that should be the industry. But yeah. when you use the word industry, it just sounds so much like some bunch of fucking people that don't skate doing right, it. Right, yeah. I don't know why. Jasmine, I'm, I'm going to butcher your name, sorry. Uh, will you guys ever get a 9.0 shape going, possibly? N- nine inches wide. I mean, I'll... I'll see if I can get my hands on some nine inch decks, but is that like a common thing? People got that? Um That seems so big, dude. Yeah, I mean a standard shoot of grip is like nine by thirty three. What's the dude. biggest you've ever skated? 
I tried to skate an eight five once out of like desperation. I just didn't have anything else, and it was not good. No, yeah, I can't do it. I think the biggest I did was eight three. Eight five seems way big. All right, rough song. This is my homie Mason. He says, "What's your favorite outdoor skate park and favorite city to street skate?" Favorite outdoor skate park. <clears throat> That changes too. That like right now, I'm having fun at Plymouth Park. Yeah, but it's nice too because that's like your local or was it yeah, was your right. local? <laughs> <laughs> you skating in the driveway. Yeah, soon. it's big ass driveway we got. I was looking at it. Yeah, <laughs> just a little flat ground. Um, and people already want us to do a Plainville Park, so oh, that's right. We have to figure that one out yeah. too. Talk to the town. <laughs> Favorite city? Street skating. I like Providence. Hell yeah. Yeah. Me too. And New Bedford, believe it or not. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. There's so much shit there. Yeah, it's like not you wouldn't think of it necessarily as like a people don't go there to skate, you know. Yeah. But there's some shit. Definitely. I brought Ke- Kevin Phelps game one time in Shredder with me and he filmed so many clips. Yeah. He hit so many spots. I was like, dude, yeah, yeah. more people should come hit New Bedford for sure. But yeah, it's not Boston or Providence. Like when you think right, about yeah, going yeah. to a city, you think like, oh, I'll go to Boston or Providence. Yeah, Providence is endless though. And there's like still so much shit in Providence that like nobody's skated. Yeah, you know. Whereas Boston, I mean, there's there's still new spots in Boston, but it's ever changing. Right. Oh, New York City. Of course. Yeah, you definitely like New York. Every time I go to New York, you seem to get like footage and. Yeah, that you, place yeah. is awesome. You seem like you're meant for New York City. I mean, if you're, you're if you skateboard on the East Coast, like, and you you can't not fucking be in heaven in that place. Yeah, outdoor skate park. There's so many nowadays, which is such a blessing. But um, there's so many; it's hard to pick one because they're all so different too. I would really like the one that they just built up near Boston. Um, God, I'm not going to remember what city it is. It's big. Big. It's really big. Oh, Hyde Park? Hyde Park, yeah. I still haven't been there. Dude, that one's super fun. It looks it. Yeah, that one I had a blast at. I don't know if it's my favorite, but that's just a shout out to that. Uh, Kevin wants to know, why is Gator out of prison? Is he? Who? Gator. Who's that? Like the famous skater, Gator. I don't even know who that is. He went to prison for like murder. Gator. Skateboarder. Jeez. Murder. Google typed it in. Mark Rogowski, I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> Rogolowski, R-O-G-O-W-S-K-I. Wikipedia says he was born August 10th, 1966. Is an American... One day after me. Dang. Is an American former professional skateboarder who was convicted of murder. He was mainly prominent in the 80s and early 90s. His career ended when he pled guilty for assaulting, raping, and murdering Jessica Bergstein in 1992. His life was chronicled in a critically acclaimed 2003 documentary titled Stoked, The Rise and Fall of Gator by American filmmaker Helen Stickler. I had no idea he was out of jail. I never even heard of him, dude. He's out. He's probably out of jail because he did his time, right? They gave him. He, I'm surprised he didn't get life if he d- did that. But wait, 30. well, a life sentence I think is like, isn't it like 25 years or something? It's just like some 
That's why you can get like fucking three. You have to serve like yeah. three consecutive life sentences or whatever. This says thirty-one year prison sentence, six years for forcible rape, and twenty-five years to life for the first-degree murder charges to be served consecutively. That was twenty-five to life. So he just got the twenty-five, I guess. Let's see if he uh, must have been a little fucking. He's like really good, so they let him out. <laughs> if you fucking murder and rape somebody, though, you should never get out of jail. That sounds so brutal. It sounds like they should have just like put him down. I don't know if they do that legally, but I don't know if there's like repairing from that. It sounds so brutal. But... I mean, you might be. I'm sure he regrets it and all that, but it's like, yeah, like you you fucked up too big. You took a life, yeah. You raped and you murdered. It's brutal. Here we go. I found something. Former skateboard superstar convicted in rape and murder case found suitable for parole. Damn that! Look what? At him. He looks like someone's like grandpa. Um, the finding that the 53-year-old was suitable for release was third try for Mark Gator Anthony Rogonowski, Rogowski, who had admitted killing. The 1991 attack on the 22-year-old model in Carlsbad was particularly brutal. Jessica was beaten with a metal bar into semi-consciousness. She was raped repeatedly, then stuffed into a surfboard bag and suffocated so neighbors wouldn't hear her screams. The killer, 24 years old, Gator, was a star in skateboarding world in the 80s. He had toured internationally and been on MTV. He'd even shot a television commercial hours before ambushing Bergstein, slamming down a steering wheel lock wheel lock into her skull. Dude, what the fuck? 28 years later, uh, Gator is a graying prison inmate on Tuesday. He was re uh, recommended for parole. The finding that the 53-year-old was suitable for release came on the third try for Gator, who long ago admitted killing a friend of his girlfriend in, in Carlsbad condo. His previous bids for parole were denied in 2011-2016. Dude, I bet he did the... He pulled a... A red from Shawshank. What's that? And like on the third try, he's just like the first couple tries. He's like, "Oh yeah, I've changed. Like I'm a new man." And then the last time, he's just like, "I don't give a shit. Like wow. go ahead and stamp your thing. You're not gonna let me out. Whatever." Like that's only happens in movies. It only happens in movies. That's why it's in a movie because it doesn't happen. Dude, man. have you ever seen that movie? Uh, it's been a long time, dude. I gotta watch it. Is what you're saying? So it's my favorite movie. Oh god, sick! All right, it's good. Anyway, to know. I was thinking of something else though. Um, so he just gave up. Oh, I wonder if like the prisons are like overcrowded. If that has something to do with it too. Yeah, because they do that. They just release they people. Let this old prick go. <laughs> you know, definitely a prick. You can say that. Yeah, that's so fucked up, dude. Yeah, that like, sounds beyond repair. Not a crime of passion. Like just you're just a rapist. Yeah. Know? Brutal. I don't know Violent. why. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't know why he's out of prison. Thanks so, for that, Kev. Yeah. I don't know why he's out of prison. It's brutal, though. That's crazy that that's a skateboarder that happened to. Lawrence Klein, can we discuss the front overcrook nose grind debate? I personally think overcrooks <laughs> are only backside because a front overcrook is actually easier than a straight nose grind. What do you think? Do you care? Well, how do you I've, feel? I've, yeah, I've thought about this and talked about it before. Um, I just think like, I think if front side overcrook just sounds dumb, 
You know? That's the best thing I've ever heard. A backside overcook sounds like a cool trick. Yeah. And you know, you picture it, it looks cool, but like, I don't know, front side, yeah, it's just... So what you're saying is doesn't matter it, which and one like, it is? Also, a nose grind and a, an overcook front side are very similar. Like, it's if you can do one, you can do the other. Yeah. But backside, if you can back nose grind, you can't necessarily back overcook. Yeah, true, true. So there's that... So if you do a backside nose grind on a round bar. And that's the other thing, too. Like nobody frontside nose grinds a round bar or backside. No, it's always pinched. Yeah. Yeah, so it's all So that's overcooked. kind of an argument. But you can definitely do one on a box. You can do and both. And you can do it on a round bar. I mean, you can back 5-0 and front 5-0 straight. Yep. On, so it can be done, just no one does it. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that does not fucking matter. Yeah, it really doesn't. It doesn't. But like I I don't say front side over crook. Never. But I do say it backside. I do too. So <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh who was the best local from the skate shop during the time it was open? Some heavy hitters. That would be Mr. Brandon Westgate. The skate shop. Do you ever go there and watch? Oh yeah. 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 Him and um him and you Don Pierre. John Pierre, Ryan McClee. Ooh, McClee was ripping. Travis. Yep. Those are Lokes. Hathaway. Tim. Oh, gay Tim? Yep. Yeah, Hathaway. He's not gay, but that was his nickname. Rory. Rory was reckless. Yeah. He he was entertaining. He was always scary to watch because he was kind of just sending. Dude, I watched him fucking hit his head so hard one day <laughs> putting the flat bar on top of a quarter pipe and yeah. trying to launch out and stall it i think like, i remember this oh my god it was just like too much you're like bro i can't handle this yeah that place was awesome it was just like reckless you could just it was slippery in there everything was Low so small ceiling. yeah yeah it was, it's a uh, tanning salon now yeah um who in your opinion has the cleanest no complies I'm a huge fan of Ray Barbie now. That's what he's saying. Uh, Patrick Berry. Uh, I don't know. They killed No Complies for me. The internet did. Yeah, they kind of did. I, there's probably so many people good at No Complies. Like I a just, straight up No Comply? Just That's probably Ray Barbie, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Not many people really do those. They're so hard. The internet killed the No Comply star. <clears throat> so, You're right. Sorry. Yeah. Might as well be a body burial. At this point, bro. At this point. It sucks. Every time I make fun of something, someone does it that I like. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know. There's definitely words. like someone, that guy on Huff, Kevin Turpening or whatever. I don't know how to say his name. He did a straight no comply over a picnic table, which is pretty fucked up. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, that's all the questions from the interweb. That uh, was a. Uh, those were questions from All I Need Skate on Instagram and Facebook. So make sure to follow us on those platforms, and we're going to ask questions every episode. We might not always answer them, but send them in. We're good, you know? Um, yeah, I think we covered it all. We're good? Anything else? That was fun. Yeah? Yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks for helping out. You look good in your shirt. Thanks. I'm trying to church up for the podcast yeah. a little bit just because we have the video. So I just want to like feel like I'm looking good. You're looking good. It's feeling good. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm really stoked the podcast is going on again, though. Yeah, me too. I missed it. It was a couple of weeks.